This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. I think people are now recognizing this is actually serious and that even people who don't have a lot of power can now start coming out and saying, like, that was not okay. Whereas I think people still felt powerless before. So I think it's going to empower people to speak up about their truths and not hide it as much. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss how recent allegations of sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry and politics affect the rest of us. And when is it okay not to eat organic foods? And lastly, how to keep your fitness up over the holidays. But first, a little bit of business. Support for today's show comes from WeVibe, creators of the couple's vibrator. WeVibe designs premium products that work with your body to enhance pleasure and intimacy for couples. Their line of vibrators is one of the world's most recognized and respected. With a team of world-class designers working closely with experts in sexuality, health, and wellness, WeVibe continues to set new industry standards for designing intimate products that work beautifully in sync with the human body. The creators of the world's number one selling couples vibrator has released their newest edition, WeVibe Sync. The sink discreetly fits between you for hands-free shared pleasure during sex, so you can enjoy your sex life only more. Sink is adjustable to fit to your body, so you'll feel the vibrations right where you want them. The sink is rechargeable, completely waterproof, and made with body-safe materials. You can pair your sink to your smartphone to play together even when you're apart. The free WeConnect app adds to the fun with features like beat mode that vibes to the rhythm of your favorite music or touch mode for real-time control at your fingertips. Want to infuse more passion and connect with your partner in exciting new ways? Go to WeVibe.com. I'd like to welcome our first guest. Carlisle Jansen is the founder of Good For Her, Toronto's premier sexuality shop and workshop centre in Toronto, and producer of the Feminist Porn Awards. She's the author of two books, including Sex Yourself. Watch her TEDx Toronto talk and educational videos at carlislejansen.com, and you can reach out to her at carlisle at goodforher.com. Carlisle has also been writing the sexual health column in Tonic Magazine for years. I asked her to come in today to discuss how recent allegations of sexual impropriety in the entertainment industry and in politics will impact the rest of us. Thanks for coming in today. It's a pleasure. So, you know, I, I, we're not going to go over the names and the who's because yeah. I think everybody's heard it to death. <laughs> but let's just start. So, so all these allegations cumulatively. Yep. What does it say about showbiz and political norms? What do you think? Well, I think it reflects what happens when people have power. And I don't think it's limited to just showbiz and politics. I think it's happening in office buildings all over the place. And I think it tells us that when people have power, they sometimes like to abuse it. And people like to abuse it in lots of ways. And sexual impropriety is one of the many ways that people like to try and get away with things. And like it's about power and it's about control. It's not so much about sex. 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. And, and you're right. I think it's just one manifestation of how, you know, how power can be used negatively towards others, right? I mean, it, it wouldn't necessarily just be sexual. Right. It could be other things, too. It could be physical. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be... Or verbal, or, right? Or, People or, can be just denigrating and verbally abusive. Or straight up bullying, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. All these allegations, do you think that it's going to manifest in a real culture change? Or is this just going to work itself out and then we're going to go back to the way things have always been? What do you think? I think... I think things are shifting. I mean, we certainly had, we had the Gian Gameshi trials, right. um, and there's been a lot more discussion about consent in the last couple of years that's really applied to sort of the common person. And I think what's happened is with all of these high profile cases, we're revealing how often it happens in all levels. And I think people are now re- recognizing this is actually serious and that even people who don't have a lot of power can now start coming out and saying like, that was not okay. Whereas I think people still felt powerless before. So I think it's going to empower people to speak up about their truths and not hide it as much. Okay. So, I mean, that's a direct manifestation, right? Like, you know, people, I guess, will be empowered, I guess is the word, right? Absolutely. To say, yeah, you know, I I can express these concerns that I've had about what's happened to me. I think before people were quiet, they thought, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to believe me? And I think now people are recognizing that, well, maybe if I do say something, somebody will believe me because the time and the energy and the effort and the repercussions of speaking up in the past have been so high and they're still there. Right. Um, but I think there's a little bit more, hmm, maybe there's, it, maybe it's worthwhile. Maybe it's worth the trouble. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, there are consequences that flow from that, right? So if, sure. you, if you have more people who feel empowered to speak up, mm-hmm. then, of course, you have to have the apparatus to respond. You, you have to sort of record their concerns. Right. And then you have to decide how you're going to deal with the concerns. Sorry, the old lawyer in me yeah, is coming sure. out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and your first comment is, you know, this is not isolated to the entertainment or, or politics no. industries. You know, th- this is happening it's everywhere. Classic. It's been happening forever. I, I actually, I don't know if this is going to be a sea change in the sense the way things change with the sexual revolution in the 70s. But I actually think it's going to impact us uh, culturally uh, much beyond sort of the first result of these allegations. In other words, I think culturally there's going to be a manifestable change in the way that we deal with each other. I, do you see that? Or, or do you think... Or, or I think so. And I think what people thought was, you know, kind of okay is going to shift. You know, I was talking to a couple friends of mine and they were talking about they were out with their dads who were more elderly and, you know, they just, you know, pat the waitstaff on the butt or, you know, call her honey or sweetie or whatever, you know, and that that was just culturally acceptable right. and the norm. And, you know, they're starting to talk to their parents about this and say, like, you can't really say that anymore. And I, I think culturally that's going to shift where 20 and 30 and 40-year-olds kind of are getting the message that's not okay. So those kinds of behaviors are not being passed down, which is good. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it's interesting, you know, I'm, I'm a little different vintage. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm in my 50s. And, you know, what I've noticed is this. And, and when you speak with men, mm-hmm. they look at these allegations on a spectrum. You know, they say there's a difference between X and a difference between Y. Sure. And when I speak with my female friends and and family members, they see it completely differently. They Mm -hmm. say, you know, it's all the same thing. Yeah. You know, the allegations pertain to the same behavior. Obviously, there's gradations, but it's different degrees, but it's the same thing. Yeah. And it comes from the same place. Right. No, I I understand the perspective. My concern is 
how can we all sort of have a discussion when we're coming at it from two very different places? Right. And I think it's important that we do have this discussion, yeah. uh, you know? Yes. So I, I'm wondering, I'm hopeful that the allegations don't sort of tire everybody out, you know, that we're hearing about it, you know, so often right. that we don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that actually the allegations engender real conversation so that, you know, if changes are going to be made, it's made collaboratively rather than people feeling shamed or cowed. They, like, in other right. words, a level of understanding where, okay, what I did before wasn't right. I'm going to yeah. change now because X, Y, Z, and people's expectations are, okay, this isn't going to happen overnight. We're going to make changes for the better for everybody so that everybody's comfortable moving forward and, and you know, having better communication. Well, and I think what a lot of men are realizing, too, is how that even if we're not physically doing it, that we're often enabling it, that we're turning a blind eye, that we're not saying something, that we're not speaking up when we see something. And I think that's what's also shifting is, right. you know, your colleague is doing something and in the past it would be like, yeah, you know, that was kind of stupid, but that wasn't me. Recognizing a responsibility because it's a conversation for everyone that we all need to play a part in this and to say to that person afterwards, hey, you know, that's something that maybe you don't want to do and this is why it's a problem. Yeah, I agree. Sort of taking a collective responsibility for, for changing the way we all deal with it, right? Like not yeah. turning a blind eye, not saying it isn't my problem. Right. Sort of saying. It's all of our problems. It's all of our problems and, and how we're going to deal with it. Do you think there's going to be any unintended consequences? Like, do, do you think? Well, so here's what always comes up is, well, now it's going to be easy for people to say that somebody sexually harassed me, right? That's the right. concern I hear is it's, you know, People are going to have false accusations. And I think that that's an unfounded concern. There's always going to be and there always have been people who have used the system to their advantage to get away with something. I think in this instance, what we're doing is we're tipping the scales a bit, is that, yes, there were lots of unintended consequences of not speaking up before. And so there might be a few who are going to speak up who aren't legitimate. But I think the reality is that it still takes so much out of us. And, you know, the reality is that for so many people who report, 80% say that nothing changed and 16% say it was worse. So there's still a risk in speaking up. It doesn't mean that people are going to say something for nothing. And I think we need to calm those fears and recognize we just need to pay attention to what's going on around us and to our own behaviors and be self-reflective. I agree. Well, thank you for coming in. I, I, mean, I truly wish we had more time to talk about it. These segments are short, <laughs> and, I, and I don't think we're doing it at service, but obviously we're going to have you back again next month, and we'll pick a new topic, or maybe we'll expand upon this one. Will you come back? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, we have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss when is it right to not buy organics on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power Vegan Protein or visit Purica.com. Purica. Nature. Science. You. I'd also like to thank the Benvenuto Group. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. 
The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. My next guest is Marnie Wasserman. Her life is rooted in healthy living, not only a nutritionist and a chef, but also the co-host of the Ultimate Health Podcast. She's also the author of Fermenting for Dummies and Plant-Based Diet for Dummies. Marnie uses passion and experience to educate individuals on how to adopt a real food diet and a balanced, wholesome lifestyle through simple strategies. Welcome, Marnie. Hi, thanks for having me. So everywhere we go shopping these days, uh, the supermarket, the big box stores, and even the corner fruit and vegetable market, they all sell organics, which is great. I mean, you know, it's a sea change from the way things were years ago. But everyone can see that there's a premium to buying organic food, and everyone has a budget. So what should we do? Well, I see the label of organic is, you know, you making a choice to make a better choice. You are paying the farmers, you're paying the land, you're making a choice to have foods with less chemicals in your home. So yes, there is a cost involved. And what I am seeing is that this trend is going down. The costs have come down significantly over the years. So I'm seeing, as you said, the corner store and other big box stores like Costco are starting to make organic food accessible. So I think that it is becoming more affordable for people and it's a decision that's becoming easier and easier for people to make. I, I agree. Let, let's sort of start with, for, let's pretend we're talking to somebody who's never eaten organic before. Why do you think it's important to do that? So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a chef and a, nutri- and a nutritionist. Right. So I come at it from the nutritional perspective of the food right. and of course the taste and the quality. If you give me an organic piece of broccoli and you give me a conventional piece of broccoli, and close my eyes, I chances are I'm going to choose the organic. And so are many other people. The taste is there. And ideally, you know, the goal is that you're getting, you know, quality and hopefully local. And we'll get to that later, hopefully. But, right, yeah. you know, the, the, the taste is there for me and the nutrient value are my number one reasons. Okay. And, you know, for a lot of people in health and wellness, you know, and I, I've been in the industry through the magazine for over a decade. You know, those who are committed to the health and wellness lifestyle spend a disproportionate amount of their income and their wealth on organics and health and wellness because it's extremely important to them. But there are people for whom, you know, they're wading into this whole notion of eating better and eating healthy, but they have a budget. They're not prepared to just spend any dollar amount on on organics. So in your opinion, presuming that you're going to advise somebody on a budget, which foods would be the most important to buy organic? Any animal protein, that's for sure. Dairy, meat, milk, all that stuff. And then when we're looking at produce, I would say there there is resources available that you can go and look at. But things like avocados, 
cabbages, onions, papayas, asparagus, mango, things that have a thicker skin or foods that aren't necessarily as heavily sprayed. Those are ones to look to. Or maybe the ones that you are buying all the time that your family's consuming a lot. Those are ones that you want to make sure that you do get organic. Sorry, the list that I said before, ones that you can get away with getting non-organic. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you want to make sure that there's certain ones that you're consuming all the time that you do get organic. Right. So, you know, not presuming any favorites, uh, you know, there are some fruits and vegetables because, you know, they're, they're, the skin is permeable or there's a large surface area. So like I know, for, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought broccoli is one of those ones you do want to buy organic just because there's so much surface area with the florets. Are, are there other produce that you would recommend buying organic on, on the budget? I'd say peppers, apples, strawberries, lettuces, kale, things like that for sure. Definitely would buy organic. Okay. So you touched upon it before. There's a distinction between organic and local. They aren't necessarily the same. So, you know, imagine you're still on that same budget and you've got two products in front of you. One's organic and one's local. Which are you going to choose? That's always a tough one. You know, if you have the option to get both, that's great. But you didn't give me that option there. Nope, I did so, not. you know, I have now started to lean towards local, depending on, again, if you're able to ask the questions that you need to ask. So luckily, you know, these days now, there's also a lot of farmers markets popping up with farmers bringing local produce that don't have the organic label. So if you can find out that those items are not being sprayed or maybe being sprayed with alternative things like neem oil, you know, this is all a trend now, then I would make the choice to get local because it's not traveling as far. The taste is going to be higher quality and ideally it's going to be also in season. So when organic produce definitely comes into play is typically out of season and, you know, in the months where produce isn't as widely available and then sometimes you have to make that choice. So it comes down to the process of elimination, but if you can, I'd say local. Okay. Well, that's good to know. There's another classification of, of products and they cannot, it's, it's impossible to sort of designate them as organic because they're wild. So for example, foraged, uh, like, uh, wild mushrooms or even game that, you know, that people, uh, hunt or capture up North. It's impossible to designate those as organic because you can't trace how the how the produce is grown and you can't trace what the wild animals are eating. So, the, you know, you're never going to see that they're organic, but they're healthy, right? Or they can be, right? Exactly. They can be for sure. And, you know, you have to be... You have to be careful, of course, with any foods that you're finding out in the woods that you don't necessarily know what they are. But ideally, if it's certain game or berries, and again, berries, I say that with a caveat, you got to be very careful. But ideally, there's nothing happening to them. And they're coming from, you know, remote places that are hopefully off the beaten path, not accumulating toxins from the road and carry with them their own nutrients. And no, there is no label and there is no owner of them. And hopefully you're able to forage them yourself and can consume them in their wild state. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorites, you know, going up north to the cottage, at the end of the summer, you know, you're going to get those wild blueberries that they bring in from, you know, from Quebec and, and northern Ontario. And, you know, they're just growing wild, you know, so you know that they're not being sprayed and you know that they're delicious. Yeah, I'm a mulberry fan. Those yeah. are my favorite wild foods. I hear you. Well, thanks, Marnie. That was great. Thank you. We've got to take a break. But when we return, we'll discuss keeping your fitness up over the holidays on The Tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. 
They're fourth-generation master herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi, I'm Jamie Busson, and I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that The Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, www.tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Kathleen Trotter, is a personal trainer, fitness expert, nutritionist, and level one life coach. Kathleen is the author of Finding Your Fit and a regular contributor to the Globe and Mail and Huffington Post. She holds a master's in exercise science from the University of Toronto and works as a personal trainer in downtown Toronto. Welcome, Kathleen. Ah, It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I love talking about health and fitness. Awesome. I invited you on the show today because I desperately need your help. Uh, I don't think you do. You look super fit. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. I have no less than five holiday get-togethers planned over the next two weeks. Congratulations. Well, that's the good news. The bad news is I'm self-aware and I'm going to eat because I enjoy eating and drinking and I'm going to have to keep my fitness up which is hard with all the distractions it's over the holiday. totally hard, but you know, I love that you're aware. Mindfulness is the first key because with mindfulness brings choice, right? You have to know what you're going to do. Right. And the most important thing is to have a plan going in. So let's, let's start there. What would you suggest to people who have a hard time motivating themselves to stay active over the holidays? Something is better than nothing. I think that we all get into this, oh my God, I can't go to the gym for my full hour. I can't go my full workout. I might as well do nothing. But the thing is, is that one missed workout is not the same as five missed workouts. One cookie is not the same as five cookies. You can do 10 minutes of exercise, 10 minutes every day adds up. So I love my 10-minute rule. When my clients say, oh my God, I can't make myself do anything, I say, start with 10 minutes. Anybody can do anything for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, if you want to stop, you can stop. But most of the time, if you can find the ignition energy to start, you do 20, you do 30, right? And that 10 minutes doesn't have to be at a gym because then you don't have to waste the time getting to the gym and getting home. 10 minutes, you can have a dance party in your living room. You can go for a walk, you know, take your spouse out and chat and catch up, um, you know, go play some soccer with your kids like have fun that's the other thing I would say to people is we we make working out a chore and then it's boring and then we hate to do it and it's like ah, another obligation but if you can make it fun something you do with your family get a fitness buddy you know so meet them say okay well I have a party Thursday night after work but I'm going to meet my fitness buddy Thursday morning before work right. or I'm going to go at lunchtime uh, for walks with my colleagues but it's really you got to set yourself up for success by having a plan 
Okay. Do you have any specific advice for a pre and post indulgent workout? Like other than getting your, your, your fit buddy, what else would you recommend? Basically get back on your fitness horse as quickly as possible. I think the thing that most of us do is we let things snowball. So it's like, oh my God, well, I went out last night. I've, I messed up. So I might as well mess up again. Right. Right. And it's like, get back on right away. Again, as I said before, one missed workout is not the same as two missed workouts. Uh, one cookie is not the same as five. So if you have a cookie, I loved at the beginning you said you love to eat. That's great. That's my love it rule. You have small portions of something that you love, but you have it oh, no, mindfully. No, no, there's no small portions. In, <laughs> if there were small portions involved, we wouldn't be having this discussion. But well, no. okay. So I would suggest moderate portions of right. something that you enjoy. No, no, but no. it's something that you enjoy that's really key because most of us mindlessly eat on crap that we don't actually like. So if you're right. going to indulge, indulge in something you love and then get right back on your horse and be like, okay, this morning I'm going for a walk. Don't let it snowball into, well, you know, I indulged last night as might as well have another cookie at work that I don't love, have a muffin for breakfast, might as well do nothing. It's like, no, I'll walk to work. I'll walk at lunchtime with a colleague. Maybe I'll go to the gym after work. Or if I'm going to watch my kids play some type of sporting event on the sidelines, I'll do some lunges. I'll do some squats. Like you get right back on and you learn from your indulgence, right? So you say to yourself, was I happy with that? And if if you were, great, you can do it again. Right. But if you ate mindlessly stuff that you didn't love, you know, so many people go to holiday parties and they get caught up in a conversation. They're kind of bored, so they drink too much, they eat too much, and it's, it's stuff the that they don't love. It's right? the hors d'oeuvres, yeah, right? exactly. So you're like, okay, well, I made that mistake. I won't do it again. So you have to get back on your fitness horse, a more informed rider. So then when you go to the party the next time, you say, okay, well, I love Nanaimo bars, but I don't love chips, so for dessert, I'm going to have the Nanaimo bars. Or I love my grandmother's cookies, but I don't love her apple pie, so I'm not going to have the pie, right? Right. Okay, so that's if you're going to a party, but some of us are going to be traveling over the holidays, and that's sort of an extra hurdle Absolutely. to, to keeping up your fitness. So if you're, if you're traveling, what are your thoughts on keeping up your fitness? So first, I always tell my clients, you have to realize that the more stressed you are and the worse your mood, the more important the workout. It's really easy to say, oh, well, you know, I'm really tired or I'm really stressed. So, you know, I'm going to skip it today. And I say to my clients on days that you're really stressed, those are the days you make yourself do it. On days where you're feeling great, then that's when you don't have to. So if you're traveling, you say, okay, again, you set yourself up for success. So maybe you download a fitness app. So when you're in your hotel room, my mom, for example, loves yoga. Right. So she has a she d uses Aptive and she does yoga in her hotel room, right? Mm -hmm. You pack a resistance band. It's great. It's like five, ten dollars and it's weightless. So it can go in your suitcase. Um, you can do squats, you can do lunges, you can do bicep curls. You pack your own body weight, right? And you, right. again, squats, lunges, push-ups. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, no body shaming, no negative self-talk. You gotta love yourself. Well, that's, you see, the, after the parties, that's how I, that's how I motivate myself. No, know? see, there's a really big difference between guilt and shame. So guilt is like, I don't feel good about... I'm well-developed and well-versed in both, so... <laughs> okay, that's a whole nother conversation, um, which we will have another time. But when you are traveling, again, yep. you set yourself up for success and you know that something is always better than nothing. So I love, for example, fart-like intervals when you're trying to get your steps in yep. the airport, right? So you say, okay, I see a stop sign ahead or I see that man up ahead with the red shirt. I'm going to walk as fast as I can to him or walk as fast as I can to the stop sign. So that's a fart-like interval and it's a great way to integrate some more high-intensity work into sort of day-to-day -day life when you're in the 
airport and you're traveling, or even if you're walking at lunch with a colleague. Okay, one last quick question. Other than the fitness band, is there any other thing that you would pack away in your suitcase if you were traveling? Well, it sort of depends on how much space you have, but I love, there's these little fitness pods, they're like 20 bucks, and it's almost like a little mini BOSU, so if you're concerned about balance and core, you can stand on them when you're doing lunges and squats, and they are really, really fun. And a skipping rope is really great. If you are feeling unsafe to go running outside, then you can skip. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. That was a wealth of information. Uh, We'll have to have you back on again in the new year. I would love to. I'd love to have you back. And thank you all for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and thetonic.ca. For articles written by today's guests, Carlisle Jansen and Marnie Wasserman, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss the key amenities to modern urban living, how to limit your sugar intake over the holidays, and how your yoga practice can improve your sex life. Until next time, I'm Jamie Busson wishing you a happy and healthy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.